So the original introduction that I had planned, uh, we're going to scrap that. Um, we are having the most frustrating internet issues you could imagine. Um, I am trying everything I can to try to get an episode up for tomorrow. Um, up until now, it has been very unsuccessful. Um, Zencaster has been giving me all kinds of issues, and I have to reach out to them and find out what exactly is going on. But regardless, without further ado, we're going to do Exorcist Believer. I'm not going to do the whole thing, uh, but I don't have my, my fancy fucking sound effect board with me uh, today. So, yeah, you guys are just going to have to make do with uh, little old me. And hopefully the sound doesn't sound too terrible. I don't think it does. Um, you might pick up a little bit more, so I'll try my best not to breathe too heavily into the mic. Uh, give me one second. Take some water. Yes, you heard that correctly. I am drinking water today. I'm not drinking beer. We had two beers picked out for this movie in particular that I recorded uh, two weeks ago. And yeah, um, wasted them. Not wasted them, but I drank them. But, you know, the episode was gone. Lost, uh, yeah, like I said, over two hours of content, <laughs> which has been very incredibly frustrating. Uh, you know, because I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, guys, we're doing Exorcist Believer today. We're 90 seconds in. Let's talk about this movie. Exorcist Believer, directed by David Gordon Green, famously of the most recent rendition of the Halloween franchise. Uh, sitting at 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. No bueno. Sitting at uh, 5.1 on IMDb. A little generous, in my opinion. And Google users has it at 61%. Um, our rating is about a three and a half out of ten. Uh, was definitely not a fan of this movie. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of the Halloween movies that he did. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I did want to just do a brief shout out to everybody that has been tuning in. Uh, we're seeing some cool numbers here. Uh, got some new fans in Sweden, apparently. So that puts us into like nine different countries, which means we are global uh, even more so than we were before, which is super cool. So thank you guys for, you know, still choosing to, to listen and, uh, yeah, hope, hope you're still having a good time here. Um, the beers we did do last week, <laughs> I can assure you they were tasty, uh, out of slushy from 450 and raw, uh, five and a half percent blue raspberry sour, uh, smoothie sour sitting at 3.97 on untapped, uh, quick side note here. What in the actual fuck is a blue raspberry? Because I have never seen one in the grocery store. Have you? I I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but whoever came up with that flavor, kudos to you, because you you probably have a lot of money now, because uh, it's a flavor that like it's a flavor that's a color. <laughs> you know, it's, you see blue, you're like that's blue raspberry for sure. Um, you don't think it's? I don't know. Could be anything else with like red or whatever. Other beer we did, jammy pants, great notion. Seven percent. Like strawberry, blackberry, boysenberry, all these crazy berries. Um, very good, obviously. Uh, sitting at 4.19 on Untappd. So both of those beers were really solid last week. I can assure you, you're going to have to take my word for it. Now, let's talk a little bit more about this movie, huh? So, I think a reason I was a little harsh on this movie is because, you know, if this was a standalone exorcism film, I probably wouldn't have been as harsh, uh, you know, I, I think it, it wasn't, it just didn't live up to the original, right? And and so 
so few do, and and I'm one of the ones that's on the side of modern horror, right? That's why I have this podcast is because I try to defend modern horror, that there are so many good movies out there and hidden gems and all this stuff. You know, anytime all these polls go up in these horror groups on Facebook or whatever, it's always, oh, 80s horror was the best decade and nothing's even close, you know, and like 2000s horror just gets shit on. But there's some great stuff, some great stuff that's come out over the past you know, basically 25 years. Um, let's just call that modern horror, anything 25 years or older. Um, newer, idiot, <laughs> not older. <laughs> um, but, you know, this this was supposed to be a sequel to The Exorcist from 1973. The scariest movie ever made, in my opinion. Basically, I mean, just with context. This is 1973. You still had conservative America. And... If you haven't seen The Exorcist by now and you're listening to a horror podcast, uh, I highly recommend you go watch it. But there were some really shocking and just terrifying and uncomfortable scenes to see now in 2023. But to see that, you know, 50 years ago, my God, that's it's just, you know, uh, it really set the standard for for some stuff. I mean, there, you had Linda Blair in there is playing, you know, Reagan and you know, the, the bed scene malfunction where she like actually breaks her back because it's violently throwing her around and stuff like all those other crazy paranormal, you know, happenings that were taking place on set. You know, it's just insane. Uh, this movie was, was just you know, monumental in, in mainstream horror, uh, and making it like cool, you know, cause they, they tried to stop that movie from happening. They tried to stop it from being, uh, you know, set out in, um, you know, into the public. Like I said, this was, this was a different time. You know, now we've been desensitized. There's, you know, any kind of graphic horror movie or, you know, porn on your cell phone or whatever, like all this stuff is just so accessible. And, you know, like I said, we're desensitized to it. But back then, you know, to see something like this in the seventies was just, you know, it was a game changer. Uh, and it scarred a lot of people. <laughs> uh, my father-in-law included, he was not a fan of horror movies now because of uh, having seen this, I think at like the age of nine. So, um, yeah, so that 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 definitely played into why I wasn't a huge fan of this. Um, I did have a buddy that that did really enjoy this, and he was going to try to come on here, but he was uh, he was a little busy today. He was actually in an earlier episode of Paranormal Activity, uh, Chef Chris Galarza. Uh, that was a fun episode to do, and hopefully trying to get him back on here uh, to maybe do Hereditary. Uh, that's something we I still haven't done, and he hasn't seen it yet, uh, and he wants to come on, but he's a busy guy. So anyway, what do we like about this movie? Um you know, ultimately I can, I can appreciate the, the real feel approach that, that David Gordon Green tried to try to take here. You know, the, uh, you know, your kid goes missing. Well, what do you do? What are your, you know, what's your process? Well, you call your friend, uh, or their friend's parents to see, well, were they with you? What's going on? Why aren't they answering the phone? You know, then you call the cops and you go searching and all this other stuff, you know? So I, I get trying to build like a real movie because a lot of horror movies do lack, uh, you know, depth, um, and, and this, this, this had it, uh, for a little bit, but we're pretty much, that's, that's about it. <laughs> that's the only thing that I, I did enjoy about it. Um, what I didn't enjoy is pretty much the rest of the movie. Uh, the fact that it took so long for something really creepy and terrifying to happen in a horror movie, especially one following up one of the scariest movies ever made. That was my point. Um, I just wasn't a, you know, wasn't a fan. 
Um, and, and that's, that's pretty much it. So, you know, we're about eight minutes in, uh, we're not drinking beer tonight. So there's my elbow cracking. Um, yeah, we're, we're just going to jump in here. So let me take a sip of water and we'll get going. Again, sorry about the no sound effects or anything like that, or if it sounds different or worse or whatever, please bear with me. I'm trying to remedy this. It might be like this for another episode or two until we can get this squared away. Uh, we're probably going to have to look into like Starlink, which is like this crazy high-end internet that you get from Elon Musk. And hopefully it's got to be better than what we have now, but I'm definitely going to have it out with, um, with Zencaster and find out what I got to do to get to the bottom of this. Because uh, again, that's why we pay them. <laughs> so... Let's jump into this movie, shall we? All right, Exorcist Believer. Um, kind of a sad beginning. You know, you have the mom. Uh, she's pregnant, and there's the dad, and he's like a photographer. And, well, he takes pictures. You don't really know he's a photographer yet. And uh, mom's pregnant with a baby, and uh, she gets like a blessing like like a, at a flea market, which was kind of weird. Uh, you know, then there's an earthquake, and, you know, they're in Haiti on vacation or something like that, honeymoon. I don't know exactly. They didn't really tell you. Um, and they're separated, and there's an earthquake, mom gets injured, and the doctor says he can only choose one, so it jumps to 13 years later, and uh, you see that he has uh, a daughter now, so you would assume that he made the choice of the daughter, and sorry if you can hear my kids screaming in the background, uh, I'm not sure exactly what this <laughs> picks up, but my wife is doing her saintly duties in uh, keeping him at bay in our bedroom, and uh, it's getting close to his dinner time. So anyway, so daughter has an average life, you know, goes to her friend's house after school, blah, 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 and she's supposed to be home by a certain time because they're supposed to have dinner or something, you know, and he has to go to work. And, uh, you know, so they go in the woods, and uh, Angela wants to talk to her mom uh, via seance. And, you know, the seance is uh, what I was going to read earlier, you light a candle, you clear your mind, and you try speaking what the Spirit says to you. And, uh, you know, she was supposed to have something with, uh, like, I guess a piece of some kind of something for from her mom, or uh, I don't want to say artifact, but, you know, some kind of belonging uh, to help channel, you know, her mom. But that's not what they channel. They apparently channel something else. So Dad's getting some weird stuff. There's, like, this super funky fucking family that's in there taking pictures and all that stuff and you know the the, the face is getting distorted and everything's you know kind of crazy and uh they get home well dad gets home and uh daughter's supposed to be there she's not and that's when the alarm start you know she uh he calls the kid and you know, we talked about that and what we did like so you know they start looking for the girls and the missing posters are hung up and it you know seems like a, a couple days you know, go by, uh, dad goes to a homeless shelter, which is something I never would have thought to do. Um, you know, if, if like my kid had gone missing, which I fucking hope that never happens, obviously, but to go to a homeless shelter, uh, to get questions, you know, or answers, maybe, have you seen this girl? I never would have thought to go there. Uh, but that makes sense. You know, teenage people sometimes run away and because they're confused or, you know, misunderstood or whatever unhappy abuse whatever whatever it is um yeah so that was kind of a, a unique thing that i just never took into uh into account so a couple of days you know keep going and you know dad gets home and there's some lights on in his house you think that the daughter's there no 
the neighbor decides to uh, let himself in the house and start cleansing the house or something. It gets really weird. <laughs> He's just like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yep, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really understand that scene. But I guess that was the introduction for the priest lady that comes into play later. Um, yeah, uh, so it jumps again. You know, there's rain, there's a dead horse at some farm. And, you know, it doesn't really explain how it's related, but the farmer's, like, looking what's going on, and he hears something behind him, and it's the girls. So they get to the hospital, the parents are alerted, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're, we're moving through the movie here pretty quickly, but uh, not a lot is happening here. They're just laying storyline. And up until now, like, I, I'm still invested. I think that this is, I understand what you got to do to a movie. Um, nothing really happens until a half hour, most movies anyway. So, take another sip of water. I feel way more hydrated when I drink beer on this thing than I do water. Uh, and again, sorry that I let you guys down on that one. But um, save myself for that haunted beer fest this weekend at Ill Will. Hopefully, you guys will be there. Well, I guess it'll be t- tomorrow by the time you hear this, if you hear this. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be cool. Uh, oh, I actually just found out that they have a beer uh, that was made with bugs, like literal bugs. There's scorpions and some kind of like tarantula, like that's in the beer, which is crazy. We did, uh, I worked at a restaurant, quick side note, and we'll get back to the movie, I promise. Uh, I worked at a restaurant years ago and, uh, we were experimenting with, our chef was super open-minded, which is like, well, what do you want to try? Let's see if we can make something cool. So I pitched the idea of cricket flour because it's a, essentially a superfood and it's very high in protein and there's like a bunch of health benefits to it and it's very green so to speak like it's it's like a like a good energy good food kind of thing like a green energy food <laughs> way less carbon footprint than than beef and you know we're not talking politics here but it's just that's the fact <laughs> of crickets versus cows um anyway uh so you know we get this in and we made uh, brownies out of it and I'll tell you what, if you didn't know that it was, you know, made out of crickets, you wouldn't have known. It just had like a really earthy flavor. Like you would assume it was like a vegan dish or, you know, something with like no dairy. Like one of those weird, not weird, but just it is weird to me because I, I don't have any like major food allergies like that. I mean, I can't have nuts, but that doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, like some people can't have gluten and there's a different taste between like stuff that has gluten and doesn't same with dairy you know so it it just tasted like something like that uh until we put like actual crickets in there like dried crickets (laughs) it's just to to fuck with people (laughs) because you know when people come into the restaurant like staff not we weren't handing it out to customers unless they wanted to try it but the staff would come in and they'd always just raid the one area because that's where like you know we'd have extra food we'd just put it over there so you could have a little snack while you're getting ready and uh so we put the brownies out (laughs) and (laughs) <laughs> the boss's wife, uh, she took a bite and she didn't know what it was and she was not happy with us at all. So then we started eating it in front of her and she's outside gagging and shit. Um, and it didn't bother me until I got ahead and I like bit down on it and it crunched like a peppercorn. Uh, <laughs> and, and, but I knew it wasn't a peppercorn and it's that mental hurdle. Uh, but anyway, looking forward to that beer, uh, tomorrow from yeah, brew. Yeah, brew. I think like, Y-A-H, I don't know, it looks cool, but yeah, it, the fucking brewer reached out to the page, because I, I told that same story on Fuel by Hops, and uh, the guy 
sent a picture said yep it's real they put it in there so i'm curious to see what that beer is going to taste like but i'm definitely going to try it and i'll let you guys know next week um big thanks again for uh putting that together there nick if you're uh still listening these days um and oh you know you're always welcome back on here so now that was like a four minute detour <laughs> but you know this movie sucked so you know it doesn't this this part doesn't really you know do much for me I mean, I was still kind of invested, but just knowing where it ends, and I've already done this podcast like four times, so I'm trying to be enthusiastic and trying to get through this here, uh, you know, but it's, it is it is a little bit of a struggle because I'm just hoping everything goes well uh, to get this uploaded for tomorrow. It, it might be a little later than it normally is, but we'll see. So the kids are found, the parents are alerted, they're at the hospital, and, you know, they're checked for everything, you know, drugs or, you know, sexual assault or whatever. Um, and everything comes back negative, you know, and they have some like injuries on their like feet and stuff. And, uh, both of the girls seem to think that they were only gone for a few hours, but they were gone for three days. So, um, they start acting a little strange, you know, like a little different and, and they start getting this like thousand yard stare thing going where, you know, can we go home yet? Can we go home yet? And this is where the tone of the movie kind of shifts a little bit. Um, you know, Angela starts acting a little weird and she keeps like, popping up in her dad's, you know, bathroom while he's, like, trying to brush his teeth and shit. Um, and then the next morning is, like, kind of the the big red flag. Uh, dad's making breakfast for her, trying to get life back to normal. Tries to wake her up. She doesn't want to. And, and you know, he smells something awful. Uh, seems like his daughter, like, soiled the bed or something. Uh, they don't never, never really tell you. It's just kind of implied. So gets the bath going, so tells her to go and you know, get cleaned up, and uh, he hears something, and he goes to check, and she's gone, but now the bathtub's full of blood, so I'm still buckled in here at this point, so now he can't find his daughter, she's somewhere in the house, and, uh, you know, he goes back in the bedroom, and that's when she gets attacked from behind, or he gets attacked from behind by his daughter, um, and then, you know, she goes nuts, and, and goes into convulsions, and all this other stuff, so she's back to the hospital, and she's sedated, so, you know, here I'm still, like I said, kind of invested here at this point in real time when I'm watching this movie. And you see that the 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 feet and the nails are torn up pretty bad, and there's a bunch of scratches on her legs and all this other stuff. And uh, so then it jumps to the other the other girl, and I, and I dig the dull storyline. I I kind of like this part, you know. But shortly after this is where it really loses me, and I'll tell you why. Um, Catherine's in church; she's misbehaving, you know. All that you know, she gets, like a round of applause for being found and all that other stuff. But the the siblings seem to know that they're uh, that there's something wrong, and she's acting really weird and just like misbehaving and all this stuff. Um, and there's a scene there. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even gonna say it. But I thought it was a nod to the original, uh, where the scene with the crucifix. If you guys know what I mean, I thought that there was like a nod to that. That's kind of what I thought I saw, but it, it doesn't matter. Um, so she disappears. Catherine disappears, and Dad goes to look for her after the, uh, oh, what's the Catholic term for it? The Eucharist, where you get the body of Christ. Um, goes to look for her and finds out that she broke a bunch of shit in another room. And so the priest is up there, and he's doing some stuff, you know, getting ready to send everybody out and all that. And she starts walking down the aisle. She's just, you know, chanting, the body and the blood, the body and the blood, the body and the blood. And... The priest just kind of like cocks his head and just kind of stares at her like, is this really happening? And it 
that that moment, that split second, kind of made me wonder how many just like run of the mill father gyms, you know, whatever down the road have experienced something like this. You know, now we know like there's a protocol for like real exorcisms and all that, but are there like like low key ones, like minor possession things that priests can just kind of like throw some holy water at and then it's like magically, you know, gone. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they have any like, like quote unquote, like war stories, you know, um, obviously mental illness hasn't always been a focus in this country. So you wonder, you know, how many times a priest has been like called, uh, to come and like fix my daughter or fix my son. You know, this is, you know, we already covered the Annalise Michelle thing with, uh, Emily Rose a couple episodes ago, but that was a real thing, you know, and you wonder how many priests that like your local, if you do go to church, your local pastor or anything like that, if they've, how much they've had to deal with, you know, do they deal with stuff daily? You know, where's that line? Because I know there's a lot of people that aren't big believers in, in, uh, you know, religion or God or whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm agnostic, you know, I, I don't truly, I don't believe in like the church and the structure and all that stuff, but I, I, you know, the universe is far too large and we don't know nearly enough for, you know, to, to discredit the, or just disprove the fact that there isn't uh, a God or something like that. Some other entity, other worldly entity. There's a good, um, good way to put it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I do, I do find it hard to believe that, uh, you wouldn't call, you know, some shit's going on in your house that you wouldn't go call a priest. You can sit there up and down saying you're, you know, <laughs> that you're, you're an atheist and I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that. But when like a plate starts flying out of your fucking kitchen and shatters and all this stuff, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, okay. So you, you can't explain it. Maybe you, uh, maybe you start believing again all of a sudden, huh? All right. So Catherine's mom immediately thinks possession and they think she thinks that the girls went to hell and came back with something and, uh, the possession seems to be fully underway with both girls. Uh, Angela's voice has changed. Uh, she's getting some weird symptoms. The nurse can't take like her temperature and she's like bleeding from certain areas and all this other stuff. So this is where the movie has pretty much lost me. So we're like, it feels like an hour in. That's what my note says, but I don't think that was true. Regardless, this is a horror movie. It's the Exorcist sequel, and barely anything horror-related has happened. So he starts doing research on... It's more the story about, like, the dad just doing whatever, you know? And it, I don't know. It's kind of... <laughs> it's kind of frustrating. Um, it just didn't make any sense, This like, this whole part of the storyline. I think he was just like, let's get somebody from the original to add credibility to the movie now he go, he reaches out to uh the mom from the original and uh you know asked about reagan and all that other stuff that happens and you know you find out that she wrote a book and now she's estranged from her daughter and you know daughter doesn't want anything to do with this and you know it was like a money grab kind of thing so she goes back with with the dad to the mental institution and this is this was it this was the final straw I had checked out here. Um, mom is now this larger than life figure in, in the in the afterworld or the supernatural or something. She says something along the lines of, I know who you are and you know who I am. 
Like, come on, man. You you were you. S- Never mind. <laughs> I don't. You're not. You're not a superhero. You're not. You know the Pope's exorcist. You know you're not somebody like that. You know just shut up. So the plan is is to just start gathering as many holy people as you can now to like deal with these two girls. Dad's like. Yeah, oh, this this is the part. Okay, so that, sorry, my notes are a little jumbled up here, and I'm also, like, trying to remember what the fuck happened in this movie. Um, Dad brings over, you know, Super Super Reagan's mom or whatever uh, from the first one, and she just starts, like, walking around, you know, this random house and just checking shit out, and now we have, like, a 90-year-old superhero because I'm pretty sure she's actually 90 in real life, and uh, so she goes upstairs and sees Catherine there and all this stuff, and she says you know, uh, tries talking to her now. And it's like, what, what, where, why, why is this even happening? Um, but the best part is the, uh, you know, Catherine gets up and stabs her in the fucking face with a crucifix, uh, twice, right in the eyes. Uh, so that, that right there was enough. Uh, she's gone out of the movie, but there's, there's a tiny horror element there. I get it. So, you know, they do the protocol thing that we had mentioned, you know, where you have to go, you have a case, you present it before uh, a panel of priests or like higher up priests in your diocese or whatever in the Catholic church and they review it and they say, you know, um, yes or no. (laughs) And they say no. So the old lady that got stabbed in the face is saying, you guys need to come together and support those girls and all this stuff. So two people, um, well, three technically, the, the, the two groups of parents, uh, seem to think that they can just, you know, um, grab a Bible, read some, you know, read some lines from the Bible and, uh, and, and this will all just blow over and everything will be fine. (laughs) So they, they get the house ready and they bring everybody in (laughs) all aboard the blessing train. (laughs) That's what I have written down here. Let's get these, you know, two possessed girls in the same place and, uh, you know, start praying the evil away. What could go wrong? Um, very anticlimactic, light flickering, you know, very lackluster effects, you know, minor shaking of table, stuff like that. Ooh, you know, so scary. Um, the girls are trying to, you know, they're, they're kind of playing it up, which happens in a lot of exorcisms and well, exorcism movies. And I, you know, I, I'm kind of numb to these by now. Like we just did, you know, Pope's exorcist a couple weeks ago, or like I think like two months ago now a month ago i don't fucking know uh, and we did exorcism of emily rose so this is the third exorcism movie we've done in what like half a year <laughs> already and uh so it's it's easy to see how you can just kind of like it's hard to to be impressed you know because it's like the same th- it feels like it's just the same thing and uh they start saying stuff and you know the the girl that volunteered to read uh, she gets taken out immediately because the girls call her out on this abortion that she had and she just breaks down mentally and it's just like everything's going to shit, right? So it's like the dad's priestess lady's turn, the one that was in there earlier in the in the movie. And she's trying her best and everything's, you know, some kind of weird vapor thing starts coming out of them. And uh, for some reason, I don't understand why why... If you get possessed, you just immediately have a hairline that makes you look like fucking Predator because uh, it goes back to the middle of their fucking head. I don't understand that part. 
And hopefully I never get possessed and I don't have to find out. But, uh, so dad, you know, has to gather this, this liquid, uh, that came out of the, the girls, I guess. Uh, and the priestess says to like, go dump it to the East. Like who the fuck, you know, <laughs> knew that you needed like a GPS to do an exorcism. Do you know where the fuck East is in your house? Cause I don't know where East is in mine. Um, regardless, ultimatum is given by the girls, the devil or whoever is in charge. Is that enough? And says, you must pick one of us. And, uh, just when you're, you know, hope is gone and you think it's, it's, it's all over. The priest shows up. He goes against the Catholic church and Johnny needs a sip of water. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't my elbow that time. That was actually just the water bottle. Oh man, I miss beer. I didn't stop drinking beer. I just didn't have any tonight. I got to save myself for this beer fest this weekend. Whoop, whoop. Plus my love handles are getting a little more lovely than I like them to be currently. So uh, we scaled back during the week. <laughs> and that's typically when I record these. So uh, priest comes in. You think everything's good now. You're like waiting. Because the way this movie's going, you're just expecting like a ha-ha, happy ending kind of thing. You know, it's all going to work out in the end. It doesn't. <laughs> If I had my kill of the week drop, I would do it right now because the motherfucker's head turns all the way around. I snap his neck and he's fucking dead. And now the girls are, you know, now it's like, fuck, okay. Uh, well, I guess I guess it's just not happening. Catherine's dad is hiding in the other room and he just screams that, uh, he says that, let Catherine live. And which kills Angela. And some weird blood portal thing opens up on the ceiling and like Angela's having these flashbacks and all this stuff and uh, you just assume that she's dead and you know Catherine they both die and uh, you know so you're just like fuck the the devil or whoever pulled a fast one he wanted just both of them to die Uh, there's the uh, you know emotional cutscenes that take place of their childhood and all this other stuff and uh, But it seems like the protection spell worked as Angela comes back out of it. So, again, the way this movie's going, I'm assuming Catherine had just come back. And she's in this weird other world. I don't, I don't really understand why that was in the movie where she's like, she can hear her parents. And she's like, Mama. And she's like trying to find them. And uh, it looks like she's in like the further, like from Insidious. I just didn't get that that whole part. But they try to rescue her, CPR, nothing's happening. Ambulance shows up, tries to save her, dead. That's it. Catherine actually died. And then life is back to normal. <laughs> like the very next scene. <laughs> Angela's back to school, you know, all that other stuff. And the parents are coping and everything's whatever. You know, dad's trying to be a better dad and all this other shit. Just, you know, spare me. Uh, and then, of course, the very obvious cameo pops up at the end that you're expecting the whole time. And then of course it happens and you're just like, I don't fucking care. So this was, this was a big miss for me. Uh, I was not a fan at all. Um, there's a couple of scenes obviously that were cool. Uh, like the, the priest neck snapping around and you know, all that stuff. And, but I get trying to put a storyline in and trying to give it some substance and, and some depth and some meat. But this was the exorcist sequel, man. 
the this was the sequel to the scariest movie not the sequel a sequel to the scariest movie ever fucking made and you dropped the ball that's a high bar that is a high bar and and you didn't even try so uh, I'm going to start a petition on change.org to keep this man away from other legendary franchises so he doesn't ruin any more fucking movies. And to think that there's two more. There's two more of these coming out still. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so that about wraps it up. So sorry about the the weirdness with this episode. Uh, and and it it's... Yeah, you know, I'm really kind of a loss for words here because this is already like my fourth attempt tonight trying to get this done so uh you know it's not the same energy you guys are used to um you know i had jokes lined up for the first time i had a fucking boomps, but i'll save that for a different episode now that i have it queued up if i'm ever allowed to use zencaster again i don't know but uh yeah anyway thank you guys for tuning in as always uh we're getting close to halloween uh it's like a week and a half away so and then it's christmas season fuck christmas season like, we got summer creeping in to more of September, and then literally November 1st is Christmas. So, like, spooky season is, like, maybe fucking five weeks. Maybe if we're lucky. Uh, maybe six. I don't know. But but it does. it's not long enough is my point. Um, got to start pushing back, guys. We got to take a week somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be when it's colder or when it's warmer. Anyway, um, next episode is going to be Talk to Me, a uh, very highly sought after, uh, sought after, <laughs> highly rated uh, horror movie from this year that did hit theaters. Um, and hopefully next, like I said, next episode will be a little more back to normal because we have some things to talk about that we're going to be doing in the future. Um, yeah, so anyways, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, until next week. Cheers.